sometimes with posting in the feed, we always think that it needs to be curated and, and whatnot, but you can use reels. You can take videos from your Instagram story and make them into a square and put them in, a, in your feed and make them it not feel so polished, if you will. I think the, the real word that I'm trying to say without saying it is scrappy. Like the people want to see scrappy now. Mom, 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 mommy, mom. Yes, what? Slow down. Sound familiar? I get it. Mom life is demanding. There are no off hours, the pay is minimal, and your bosses are relentless. But there is a way that you could start giving back to the most important person in your life. You. As a mom of four, I get what it's like, but I promise you can start to enjoy life more, take time for yourself, and cultivate a sense of inner peace that all your friends will notice. My name is Jessica, and I'm the host of the Mom Slowdown Podcast, where we will tackle topics important to us moms, discover the clues to healing and happiness, and take time just for us. Thank you for joining me on this journey to a happier, healthier, more satisfied version of you. Looking for even more joy? Check out my membership site at jessicanicole.love. Indulge in a yoga class, sip on a glass of Cabernet, or challenge your skills in the kitchen. But remember, Mom, slow down. This podcast is sponsored by the app, The Zen Mommy, my latest wellness offering just for moms like you. I am so thrilled to talk about my new app, where I share all the wellness tools that I use in my life. Check out the library of yoga, recovery, meditation, and strength classes, kitchen tips, and a recipe database of personally curated recipes to help you look and feel your best. Plus, check out the journal features where you can cultivate a daily gratitude practice and so much more. Life is stressful, but I believe we can make it all it is meant to be with just a few tools to help us along the way. Download the Zen Mommy now at Apple and Google Play and start creating a life you want. Moms, slow down and listen in. For all my badass entrepreneurs and inspiring business owners, my next guest was six weeks pregnant. When she was laid off from her corporate job in 2017, she had nine months to launch a business and baby. Talk about some countdown pressure. She's the founder of Social E, a boutique social media advertising company. And as an expert in her field, she is here to share all the do's, don'ts, and trade secrets so you can launch your brand successfully. Welcome to the show, Elizabeth McNiven. Hi, I'm so, I'm so happy you're here. here. Yeah, so thank you so much. I mean, seriously, like six weeks pregnant, you know, yay! And then, no, this is what's going on. But I thought my life was stable. What happened? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I start. I, you know, I've been working. I had been working in the corporate world for you know ever, and I took this new job at a new company and. I got married. It was amazing. And then a couple months later, we got pregnant and they delivered the bad news. They were going to have a company-wide layoff. And I seriously was like, what? Okay. You know, I had a stable job. I was ready to, you know, I negotiated my uh, maternity leave, everything. And yeah, you thought you had it all tightened, buttoned up, you yep. know, in a pretty little package. And that's life. Pull the, the rug right out from under you. Right out from under me. Yes. The silver lining though, you know, which is hard to think about it in the moment that you're being laid off is that I always wanted to start my own business. 
So it was pretty much what they, I just got thrown right into it. Right. It was now or never. So it's kind of good. Cause you didn't really have to like, I have a friend, you know, and a lot of people have like perfection, like failure to launch syndrome. And they're like, right. well, I'm just going to research the shit out of it, you know, until I don't do anything at all. And I never start anything. I don't start my channel or build my brand or do this company or take this leap. And things work out. I mean, the universe works in funny ways and it works out for the way it's supposed to. I'm a believer in that. That is for Mm -hmm. sure. Amen. All right. So tell me when you were working in social media prior to. Oh yeah. So I basically grew up in social media, my career, right? When I graduated. How how old are you? I I graduated college in 2008. So you were like the was it the Facebook then? The Facebook. Like, back yeah, then. the Facebook. Yeah. Okay, so you were you were actually in the movie, basically. Oh, yes. Basically, I was the movie. You were the movie. Okay, all right. I was not. I like didn't even have cell phones, so <laughs> <laughs> which you know makes it. I, I guess it's good and bad. For sure. Right now, it's a necessary evil, you know, and I just have a lack of interest, which I, I think that's the yogic part in me too, but it's such a beautiful platform. And I, I've only been able to see it from kind of like this outside point of view. And it becomes kind of hard as you get older, yeah. if you get stuck in your ways and learning new technology is painful, but someone who grew up in the biz, you were the Facebook, you were, that was, was you. Facebook, yeah. yeah. I mean, now I kind of look at it and I say, thank goodness that like TikTok wasn't around when we were in college. You know what I mean? I'm not sure anybody would graduate college. I know. Doing the talk all the time. Doing all the dances (laughs) and everything. So it, it was, it, it was just interesting how it just, I just sort of like fell into it and everything. So, cause it's like, I remember clearly sitting, I'm not in the house anymore than I was when I, when I was laid off and trying to research and, you know, Am I going to interview at companies or am I, am I going to job search or, or am I going to start a business? I don't know what to do. And I can, and a lot of people are in that right now, right. Know, right now they got laid off over the last you know, 18 months. And like, right. what do I do? Yeah. It's, you're just like in this like tug of war with yourself and you, you have to, you know, really figure out what you want to do. So I was like half in with interviewing places and half in researching how to start your own business. And I literally can picture myself sitting in the room, sitting on the computer and I found a business coach. And it was like, I talked to her once and it was immediately higher. Like, I just need to do it. And she then said, stop being half in half out. You just have to be all in. And it was so scary, but I I was like, okay, I'm glad I hired you. It was like literally the best decision I made in my business because she was going to then encourage me because, you know, four years later, entrepreneurship is still very lonely. And I didn't know that four years ago. You're your own hype man all the time. You really oh, are. You did a good job. Yay for you. No one else right. gets a shit. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> and and holding and having someone hold you accountable. So hiring a coach, number one, and finding someone you connect with too. I've has found I've been in a part of groups and masterminds, and someone that you connect with to me is the most important part and agrees with your values of how you want to run your business. I mean, I really had no business background. Yes, I graduated with a marketing background, but literally no business background. So didn't and I loved it. When you and I talked, you said something that stuck out to me and it was like, you know, invest in yourself. Yeah. And that takes a lot of confidence to invest the time, money, and energy in yourself. We're used to investing in others, believing in others, supporting others. You know, we wouldn't even think twice about, you know, supporting a friend, but investing in ourselves. I mean, that's one that we kind of have to chew on. That's a tough one. And I love that you talked about how important that was and and knowing your value. 
Well, especially being laid off and you're like, I'm about to invest this instead of well, and you feel devalued, job, right? right? Being laid off. You're like, well, clearly I wasn't good enough to keep around. Why what business right. do I have starting exactly. a company? Right. right. And so you really have to take the leap. And then the part of that is that was the beginning, but now I just continuously invest in myself with different masterminds and coaches. You know, I, I have a social media content background. That's all I did throughout my career. And then I, now I'm an advertiser. So how did I get there? I invested in a really expensive course and I learned the ins and outs of advertising. Again, another leap that I took, but now that's all I do. And I'm still investing in myself. <laughs> I love that. Well, you have to keep growing, changing, evolving, especially with something like a business like social media, which I feel changes every time I wake up. It's like, okay, so now somebody's changing this algorithm and now we got to do these dances and it's 15 seconds or it's 30 seconds or it's 60 seconds. You got to tag it this way. Now you got to have likes. Now you have comments. I mean, how have you seen the social media industry change? What do you like? What do you not like about where it is? As a business entrepreneur, someone that's out there kind of navigating the social media scene, it's tough. It is really challenging. It is a necessary evil and I get it. And it's also frustrating. It's hard for me to hear that because I, you have to remember at the core of it, social media is all about the relationships and engaging with potential customers, new clients, new people, new users. And I wish that it was fun again. Do you know what I mean? Like that's where at the core, when it first came out in 2004, it was fun way to interact with people. Again, I was a freshman in college when it came out. So it was a great way to be. Do you think that's why TikTok is fun? Because it's new. Because it's it's new. And so it's something to do, right? And and even I've experienced with TikTok and have had fun doing it. What do you tell someone that was wanting to start their own business that may be in that position, maybe experiencing, you know, a layoff over the last 18 months, may have new family or family on the way? What would you suggest to them? And knowing what it's like to build a personal brand, doing that from the, the marketing and advertising side. Yay, nay, would you recommend it? Well, the first thing that I would say that I don't even have to hesitate saying is hiring help. One of the biggest mistakes that I made when I first started my business was, oh, I can just, you know, do it all. I could have many clients, so I'll just work during nap time and and work at night. And looking back, I, oh my gosh, like I wish that I had done it earlier. We didn't find someone until he turned eight months. And whether it's that help, a caretaker, nanny, whatever it is, or a virtual assistant, it doesn't matter how you need the help. You just... And delegating, like being okay to let go. And I think sure. entrepreneurs are high achieving, recovering perfectionists, you know, kind of, I mean, hello, I'm, I'm right here. But right. delegating that, like I realize very much where my skill set lies, what I'm good at, what I'm not good at. And I think that is important because, and it's hard because it obviously it costs money, whether it's help for childcare, hiring assistant, going to outside marketing firms, what is the cost of your sanity, I guess, is what it comes down to. Sure. You know, what are you missing out on? You know, the cost benefit of like time with your family. I remember trying to get on trying to build my own app on a platform and I spent four hours to like get like three words typed in mm-hmm. and full tears breakdown. My husband is like, I've been you there. will not I've be doing it. this. And it's important to hire, I mean, hiring out and knowing knowing your skill set and knowing your worth. I think those are really big takeaways. It really is because it's you're otherwise you're you're just gonna like you said, is it time or money that you're that you want? Right. Right. Something's gotta get, right? Yeah, exactly. So what would you say as far as like a social media plan? Is it still a good place to grow a business? I think the upside to social media is there's no ceiling. 
you know, all of a sudden you have global access. The downside I think would be is that getting the touch points and getting someone to believe in you and buy your product, your widget, your course, your app is, is tough. I think that the individuals are more discerning as to where they spend their time, energy, and money versus, you know, 10 years ago, maybe when social media marketing was, I don't want to use the word easier, but it seems like. So I think there are a lot of people out there that say, show up every day, post on Instagram stories this amount, use these hashtags. We sort of touched on this at the beginning. Honestly, I like to say, show up and as you feel comfortable, right? I am a social media strategist. I actually don't like to show up every single day. But I know I have to because it is important. But if you, I mean, authenticity wins. So whatever you, whatever is going to come through of of how you feel comfortable when you get, when you're sharing on social media, I think there's a really good, I think the blend balance of whole of um, personal brand and, and your business brand too has really become important when sharing on social media to build your brand, right? So it's just a, like, a, like I said earlier, it's a way to connect with people. So you have to just think of it as that versus just sales, right? Uh, in this, and yes, of course, sales are important for so, with social media. But I think if you can connect with people and get them to believe in you and why you believe in your brand, whatever that is, a course, a product, an app, whatever it is, then I think they're more likely to, to be a, a fan for life. And, you know, I do advertising now too, right? And what I say when it comes to advertising is an ad that doesn't look like an ad converts higher. And I, and I know that from having my clients, right? Like I that's what I do when I, when I'm advertising for them. And why I'm saying that now is because when you're, when you're posting on social media and you're making these stories, you're telling your story, you're telling your brand story, you're sharing testimonials, reviews, user generated content, whatever it may be. When it resonates with your audience, you can then put it into an ad campaign and it will reach more people, right? And it will likely resonate with a new audience because it already resonates with yours. And you can tell a lot of people feel like they can scroll through their through their feed and they know when they see an ad, right? And so I sort of bring it back down to the core of social media, which is make it look like it's not an ad. And they think that they're following you already and then they discover you. So it's- or have it look like an ad and just have a really good, sexy marketing thing. And you'll shop on Instagram all the time like I do. I'm like, yeah, I, exactly. I need that. I need that cashew cheese that I've never heard of. I need that low FODMAP. I buy a lot of food off Instagram. They but will I get excited. They, yeah. Oh, they know me. You know, I was laughing. I posted something recently and I was like, I look like I'm working. Right. Okay, but I'm really shopping on Instagram. And that is that has become a problem. I was like, oh, these are all business expenses. I'm just trying out products. Exactly. But I like that, having it not look like an ad. And there are times that I've scrolled through and I was like, oh, I didn't know I was following that person. And you start to dig a little deeper. It almost kind of tricks you. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, into thinking that, you know, you're already interested, which is nice. How do you come across authentically? And I think this is something that I've struggled with. Like I want to take pictures, take video in the moments when my life is messy and crazy, because that is reality. My life is not perfect. I work every day and evolve. I fail every day, you know, at something I'm screwing up with someone at something uh, for myself, for others. How do you get that across authentically? Because it's not a time when you're stopping to capture that moment. How can you still be an authentic voice 
over social when we're, you're so used to just putting up the pretty pictures. Right. And that's tiring and that's not real. I mean, there's an aspect of, you know, I did shower today and put makeup on, I, you know, I, I put heels on for a second, walked one step into this office, took them off and put my Birkenstocks on. Right. And that's the reality part. <laughs> How do you get that across? I think a lot of people actually aren't looking for the perfection anymore, especially right, right. over the last year and a half that we've had. Right. It's, it's tiring. It's tiring. And everyone's, you know, is exhausted. So I think that it sharing that is okay. like, I think showing up on social media without makeup, I think you should, I think that shows that you're it's, it's okay. Right. Sometimes with posting in the feed, we always think that it needs to be curated and, and whatnot, but you can use reels. You can take videos from your Instagram story and make them into a square and put them in a, in your feed and make them it not feel so polished, if you will. I think the, the real, word that I'm trying to say without saying it is scrappy. Like the people want to see scrappy now, right? Like scrappy. Yeah. It's just that that's what they, they, they're like, yeah, you relate to me. That's totally me. Or, you know, I'm, uh, you know, when you're exhausted from staying up late, working on a project and whatnot, you know, people are just putting out launching courses and whatnot. And you're like, oh my gosh, I could never do that. I don't have time for it. But in the reality, the behind the scenes is that it, you stay, you're staying up until the wee hours of the night. And, and I think that sharing that makes you feel more connected with people. What other resources have been impactful to you as you've grown your business? And I know you and I met on Hey Mama, which is a national female networking group. It's been incredible. I'm blessed to be an ambassador for their brand. I love it because you're automatically and immediately surrounded by other like-minded women. And people have been coming out and outpouring of support. Have you found that the networking groups have been really helpful? Honestly, hey mama, I cannot say enough good things about them. I mean, yes, that's how we met. I wish I had known about them sooner. I actually joined them just on a whim because I we moved from Maryland to Pennsylvania and I didn't know anyone. And it can be hard to connect with people who, you know, are working moms. And so I joined Hey Mama and I found a little group here and in, in Pennsylvania in person. And then, you know, COVID happened. So everything moved digitally. And it, I just have felt that the connections I've made there are so amazing. And that has been really helpful because entrepreneurship is really lonely. So being able to just talk to other moms who are also working, especially over the last year that we just had is invaluable. And then I, I mean, really any communities that I've joined, like digital, uh, more, you know, digital focused masterminds or my Facebook ads mastermind that I'm still in. It's, it's literally just about surrounding yourself with like-minded people. And I think that's what helps the connections and keeps you going every day. I, I really think I would be not having a business if I didn't have other people supporting or at least not going through it with you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, when I love what you keep coming back and saying, because it is so true and needs to be said, entrepreneurship is isolating and it is lonely. You don't generally have a group of people that you get to go walk into an office every day that are you know, around the water cooler having right. conversation and talking about their Netflix shows or what they're going to do this weekend or what they're working on. And when you look around your tribe, let's say, it really says a lot about kind of where you are in your mental headspace. So surrounding yourself with like-minded people that are all on that kind of path and journey at various 
degrees. You've got, you know, people in Hey Mama that, you know, have been in, in business and are, you know, six, seven, eight figure salary type people. And then people that are, you know, like me just starting out, just pour, outpouring my own personal money and not making a dime, right. but there, and it's everyone in between, but the common goal of all of that is like, Hey, we have a shared experience. And when one of us succeeds, we all succeed. Yes. And I think that's been really resonating that kind of air as, as business has changed and how COVID impacted business connections, networking. I really have felt, and maybe you felt this too, Elizabeth, is that we're all trying to lift one another up and maybe more than we ever had before where, you know, women have been, you know, at least in my past experience, and I'm going back 20 years when I started my career, but more catty and competitive. Mm-hmm. And, and now, you know, I see this kind of coming together of women and just being like collective badass energy and, and truly like paving the way for other women and inspiring them. And, you know, I'm out there trying to help anybody I can because people are helping me. A hundred percent. Yeah. And when I feel like too, giving back is such a big deal to me too, because I had so many mentors growing up in my career that that's all I want to do for people. And I think that everyone, like you said, like you said it so perfectly, like right now, all everyone just wants to empower each other. And I think that's so important. Talk to me about Social E. What kind of companies do you want to work with? What kind of brands are you interested in? What is your kind of bread and butter? What do your clients look like? Okay. Well, speaking of Hey Mama, after I joined, I started working with a lot of mom-owned businesses, which I also really, really love, especially you know, just the, hey, my kid's not napping. I'm going to have to reschedule my call type of thing. But yeah, we I work- get it. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> well, just I had a new assistant it. that was like, I know I owed you this. Um, and my daughter smashed her face on the side of the pool and it's had three dental surgeries. And it's like, holy moly, so much more important than anything I've got going on. You know, we get it as moms. We get, we have a level of compassion and empathy and we have that shared experience also. It's the best. When people ask me this, I say that I am a a focus on working with e-commerce small businesses, but mainly that are focused on targeting women and moms. I love helping small businesses be able to grow even if they can't afford an agency. So I'm creating a course around that. It's going to be a lot of fun. I love that. I love that. And where can people get in touch with you? What's your social media handles, website, all that good stuff? So my Instagram is social Elizabeth. So it's social E, but my I've combined it social and Elizabeth social E. That's my Instagram. You can find me at socialeconsulting.com. And if you want to learn more about the user-generated content, I have a free checklist and that's just at socialelizabeth.com. Love it. We'll put all the links in the show notes. Couple final questions. One, do you think the business of influencer is around to stay? Do you think that profession is got its longevity? I do. I really do. That's because I think everyone's an influencer. I do. Even if you have... 200 followers, or if you have 20,000 followers or 2 million followers, I think everyone, if people share a product, you're an influencer. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this is my new ending question, which I love. And I just started it today, actually. It's been a passion project of mine. So I said, if I ever did a documentary, I would go to homes all over the world, all over the globe at dinner time and take a snapshot picture of what that looks like, because it's always fascinated me. Mm. And it says a lot about, you know, your family value, like everything, I think, you know, socioeconomic class, what you're interested in. I think it, a lot of it is a really incredible depiction and there, it is a judgment-free question, but what does dinner time look like at your house? I love this. This is amazing. Did you know that I used to work at travel channel? 
So, I did see that. Okay. Yeah. So you pitched my idea. I think it's a great yeah, idea. I was going to say your idea <laughs> sounds like a good travel around the I world. I think it would be incredible do for dinner. It's amazing. Really? Like I, I cause even growing up, I, I always wonder, I only know what my little like bubble looks like, but I am so interested uh, socially. What does that look like in other people's houses and dinner time? I think is just such a defining moment in a family. Sure. I totally agree. And my son is almost four. So I would say just in the last you know, year, we actually finally sat down together at 5 p.m., sometimes 4.45. So yes, we are a very early bird dinner in our house. And we eat together and it's fast. It's very fast. It's like 15 minutes, right? And my son is running around after five minutes, but we try to, I try to, we try to all sit down. And I like to cook actually, even though it takes, a while, but I like to cook. And so we, yeah, we sit down I love and talk it. about our day. I love it. And that's the reason, like when I launched the Zen Mommy app, I wanted to teach cooking, like basic knife skills, how to do grilling, searing, you know, everything. I love it. Because not everyone loves cooking, and I totally understand that. But it is we all have to eat, right? You know, and so it's a, well, if you can cut down on I'm your not a good time. time. Right. And that's usually why people don't like to cook is because their food isn't very good and people don't really enjoy it. So if you have some skills, you get to start cutting them down on that prep time. So you have to download the app and check out the knife skills. That is life changing. The minute you know how to, I mean, I laugh in one of my videos on YouTube. I, no joke, have taken a knife away from someone at a cooking class because she was like hacking at this carrot. And I was like, oh my, honestly, I can't watch this anymore. I was like, I was laughing. I was like, no, your knife, knife is gone. You don't, you gotta take that away. But I'm hundred percent with you. Thank you so much for sharing Elizabeth. I will put all the links in the show notes and yeah, for sharing some insight on social media, because it's changing all the time. Even probably by the time this airs, something new will be out there. Oh, for sure. For sure. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Awesome. Thank you. 